0: Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app as the season approaches. On the go and in the palm of your hand, the official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts, and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today.
1: What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. Jackson Filio, Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring here with you as always, guys. And we're recording this one day after a a really, really exciting one-point win for the Wizards over a really, really good Nets team. Uh, The high point of a very short season so far, Uh, but nonetheless, a a lot of stuff to be excited about coming out of that one. Um, you know, it was the team's second straight win the night, uh, two nights prior in Minnesota, uh, a really, really dominant performance, but, um, you know, considering the opponent that Brooklyn game is, is everything you want to see, uh, out of the team, especially considering the way things started. What did you guys see specifically And Rosen? We can start with you. What did you see, um, out of that Brooklyn game that, that, uh, that's either surprised you or, or, or pleased you the most? What was it?
0: I think it was it wasn't that um, one player had dominated or two players had to dominate. I think you know Rui Hachimura had a really strong stretch in the first half um, where he kind of took over the, the nets were switching a lot and he kept getting switched onto a smaller player. Bradley Beale, you know, he had twenty points in the first half and he was very dominant. Davis Bertans had a really good stretch in that second quarter and you know, although they let the nets into the game to get off to that big lead. I think, in the, sec- the second quarter was a big deal. And then the way Russ closed the door in the fourth, and then Thomas Bryant was just consistent throughout the whole game, just making plays. I mean, we'll talk about him, but he's been so efficient. It just it felt like a true team effort. Like, yeah, Brad scored the most points and was probably the most important player on the floor, mainly because his rebounding was huge, I thought. And then this playmaking in the fourth, I know he had four of his five assists there in the fourth quarter. It, it just felt like everybody contributed in one way or another. Um, Bertans is three to tie the game at I think it was 114 that was a big play uh, so just the way to close it out especially after they've lost a lot of close games in the fourth quarter I thought they really hung in there 12 lead changes um, and then dating back to the Minnesota game I think it was pretty similar especially without Russell Westbrook I think you know Howell Neto, who we'll hear from on the end the other side of this pod like it's just been everyone stepping up it, it hasn't been one guy I think Brad's going to lead the scoring almost every game but outside of that you're seeing a lot of contributions um so uh it's been positive to watch so far
2: for sure i mean we know that this team is at its best when the assist percentage is as high as it can possibly be i mean and in that brooklyn game it was striking to me just how well the wizards were doing moving the ball even in critical situations you know i think down the stretch when I mean, we certainly saw it from the nets with kyrie and kd There's a lot of isolation when you have players of that caliber. I would put Bradley Beal in that, in that all NBA uh, caliber conversation, but he still made the right pass. He still attacked. Um, He wasn't He didn't settle for a jump shot um, either time. And I, I just appreciate the way that down the stretch, the winning formula for the wizards in these last two games has been just continuing to move the ball and find the, find the best guy. Uh, that happened to be Thomas Bryant in Brooklyn. But, I mean, everybody has been knocking down shots since Rui got back. I think he's he has taken a step very clearly and is a threat to score, and that helps everybody. Um, he's a threat to shoot the three-point ball more this season. I think you'll see teams start to respect that as he starts to continues to make more of those and make more of those opportunities. But, yeah, when you have four or five guys on the floor at all times that can hurt you offensively, individually – um, right if the mentality is that the ball is going to move to any of those five guys and it's not going to stick with Russ necessarily all the time it's not going to stick with brad all the time makes the wizards really hard to defend and that's why they were very hard for brooklyn to stop down the stretch in, in a really really critical win
1: well i think another thing that's really really exciting is brooklyn was really good they played well it's not like it's not super like efficient yeah yeah the wizards didn't catch them on a dud night and you listen to scott brooks talk and i think when you're you know inside the locker room it's important to keep the focus inward and on your team and getting better but we can we can look outward a little bit um you know the opponent matters and, and yeah. doing it against the team is as good as we know brooklyn is and they're going through their own early season growing pains but you can see that like that's a that's a championship level team they're really really good and they they played well and the wizards still throughout and, and came out on top. So when you consider the expectations that this team had going into the season, that's exactly what you want to see. Yeah. It's, it's st- it stood out to me too, that the wizards, I mean,
2: again, Brooklyn definitely going through it, figuring things out Two new stars and a lot of different dynamics with this team than from years past. But I mean, the wizards only committed seven turnovers last night. Bradley Beals talked about turnovers um, uh, himself, his own turnovers, but I mean the, the turnover differential was 20 to seven in Brooklyn and that is um you know sometimes coach Brooks has talked about you know when you make turnovers trying to make a good play um and somebody just makes a good defensive effort sometimes you can live with those but that kind of a disparity certainly helped the Wizards a- in, in Brooklyn and finding ways to continue to defend finding ways to uh just make baby steps on that end of the floor is absolutely
1: critical and they did it um and got some stops in big in big moments yeah, for sure. And, and Rosen mentioned Thomas Bryant a little bit. He kind of he's led the pack of that that group uh, outside of, of Bradley Beal and, and Russell Westbrook. But that, I think, has been a, a big uh, a big part of the Wizards success. I mean, look specifically at at the Brooklyn game and, you know, you know Brad and, and Russ put up their their counting numbers that you look at the box score. and It's like, OK, they both scored 20 plus. Brad had 10 rebounds and five assists. Russ had a bunch of assists, but they didn't shoot well. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't their, their most efficient night by by any means. And, and for the supporting cast to, to step up and do what they did, led by Thomas Bryant, it, it's, it's important. And, you know, those are the early season steps that we need to see. Rosen, what are you seeing from Thomas Bryant, you know, especially the efficiency that, that has been so good early in the season?
0: I think in the first couple games, he was taking a lot of shots that, like, just weren't you know, what you would consider a good shot. He was taking some mid range shots, a few more threes though. He, you know, he can make two or three threes a game. He showed that in the bubble. His game is like, he's been one of the most efficient scorers at the rim the last three seasons. So get him the ball where he can finish. And, you know, I think Brooklyn's interior defense is probably a little overplayed. I don't think Jordan is as good of a rim protector as he once was. And Jared Allen kind of like swings for the fences as they like to say on defense. So, um, and then in Minnesota, I mean, they didn't have Towns, Nazarid who's you know most teams probably not their starting center. Um, they just don't have the depth there because they have Carl Anthony Towns. So um, I think he just took advantage of his matchups and you go back to Chicago, it's the same thing. Um, and on defense, he's just he's just so much better defensively. His instincts are better. I think the team not switching as much has helped. I know that that players mentioned that post game the last couple games. so, I don't know. He's stronger. He's in better shape than he was at the beginning of last season. He has really good chemistry already with Brad and he's building it with And I think he's just getting more confident. Like the kid's only 23. He kind of was like a, he was a really good player in college, right? He's he, so he goes from being a McDonald's all American to being one of the best players in the big 10 while he was at Indiana. And then he comes to the NBA as a second round pick kind of gets pushed down to the G league for whatever reason gets waived. And the Wizards pick him up, you know, kind of put a flyer on him, say, hey, this kid was an All-American two years ago. He was a really good basketball player at Indiana. Like, let's give him a chance. So I think his confidence got pushed down from that. We all know he's an emotional player. But the way he's now building himself up, I mean, what is that? His third or fourth game winner as a Wizard? Like, the guy's been clutch. And it's because he takes good shots. And when he takes good shots and he plays defense, he's like a top 15 center in the league. So you keep seeing that. And, you know, top 15, you're in the, in the first half. That's still a big deal for a guy who three years ago was waived. So um, he's, he's still getting better. And I think the words of affirmation he got from Coach Brooks after the game last night, like those, he needs, he needs words of affirmation, but he can also take the negative reinforcement. So um, just the way he's grown, not only as a basketball player, but off the court, I think has been really tremendous. And it's just consistency now. He shows he can do it. Can he do it every night?
1: Yeah. And I I mean, it's not just Brooks with those words of information. You listen to any of the guys around the locker room, Brad and and Ross have been really effusive in their praise and Ross last night during media availability after the game kind of perked up when he was asked about uh, what TB can, can be. And uh, that's fun to see. And then for as as great as uh, praise off the court is, and when you're talking to the media and stuff like that, that's all good. But that trust manifests itself on the game. Look at Brad who has a chance for a game winning bucket drives baseline and and declines and and finds TB and trusts him to make that play um, a play that doesn't happen if TB doesn't grab the offensive rebound moments before right. so just, even more important yeah just really really exciting stuff from him and I, I think I mean just a really really good two-game stretch for the Wizards everything that they needed to see coming off uh the slow start 2021 has been has been nice to, to the Wizards after um The start, but it's not going to get any easier, guys. Looking forward, um, they have two more games of this four-game road trip uh, against some of the East's best. Philadelphia is rolling. The Wizards will see them Wednesday night in Philly, uh, and then close the road trip Friday in Boston before matchups with the Heat and Suns uh, and Jazz, all teams that are that are get easier right now. So um, you know, the start is what it was. It's behind the team. You know, they're looking forward and. Uh, seem to have turned some sort of a page, but they got to keep rolling. Chris, what are what are the, some of the things you're looking for in, in this tough stretch remaining on the road trip?
2: Yeah, I want, I mean, I think we'll see it as they get more comfortable together, but I think the, the trio of Brad, Thomas, and Russ, they, I think they're all three of them are, even though Brad can sometimes be a little more subdued on the floor, um, not always, certainly. <laughs> but a little more, I think the three of them are like kindred spirits in the energy department. And when mm-hmm. all three of those things are, are when they're all on and they're all working, like we saw in Brooklyn, um, that's a force to be reckoned with. Cause they're three completely different players, uh, that can beat you in three completely different ways. Um, and then I, I loved what we saw from Davis Bertons, obviously shooters shoot, um, but, and shooters shoot their way out of slumps, like a little bit of like the small one that he started the season in for him. And when you're trying to beat all of these good teams in consecutive games, you need Davis have to shoot the ball really well. And he did that in Brooklyn. It gives the wizards a shot off the bench. Um, so those are two things that I think are super, super important. And when, when you, the emergence of Thomas Bryan, I think it's, it's easy to, forget the kind of impact that Davis can have on a game, but when he comes in and, and hits two deep threes um, to kind of stop the opponent in their tracks and, you know, those are the kinds of big shots that can single-handedly end runs that, that aren't going your way, um, change momentum really quickly. Um, that's a huge, huge role for Davis. And obviously you know, the, the contract that he got and the, the the faith that the Wizards have put into him reflects that. And so, I'm, I'm excited to see him continue to find that rhythm because I think it's, I think it takes a huge load off of the shoulders of Brad, Thomas, Russ, et cetera, um, as they try to string together some wins against an incredibly tough stretch. I mean, probably, I would imagine, I haven't looked um, exactly, but I would imagine that this is the the toughest stretch of these first 35 games. So. It's 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 kind of all coming at once as they try to develop chemistry, but those are those are two big things that I'm looking for.
0: And it's not just you know what he brings in when he actually shoots threes. He's such a decoy, yeah. In defenses. So when that closing lineup, when it's Brad, Russ, Rui, Davis, and TP, everyone can shoot from just about everywhere. Um, three of the five guys can handle the ball pretty well, and defensively, they're pretty big. Um, so. And if they're not switching, like they can, they can contain everyone like Russ and Brad are strong enough to guard bigger guys. And I mean, the nets went small last night, which I, you know, I thought that was kind of a mistake, but that's the way the NBA is going. It, it just depends who you're matching up with. I mean, Thomas fed off that he was going crazy. So, um, you know, I I'm just looking for just keep being competitive. I think you were competitive last night. You got the win because you play competitively and you weren't giving up a lot of open looks to a dangerous team. The Sixers, it's going to be about the turnovers because they're just an elite defensive team. Um, Boston, you know, they're kind of slumping, but they still win. So it's kind of like if you get a chance to put them away, put them away. They're, they're an elite team at coming back. I mean, they're an elite team to begin with, but they're just so good at grinding out possessions. Um, and, I mean, obviously, if you stop Tatum, and, and Jalen Brown's actually been the guy who's driving everything for them right now. Um, but take advantage of their lack of depth, I think, for both those teams. And then Miami – Um, we know what they can do. I think that'll just be a a grinded out game. You got to do the little things against them. Um, they kind of been up and down so far this year with Jimmy Butler. Um, I know they got demolished by the bucks that one night and then they came back and won the next night in Milwaukee or it was in Miami, but still, I mean, they're just, they're tough as nails. We saw it in the bubble. So these are, you know, three of the top four or five teams. I mean, they're probably going to end up playing four of the top five teams in the East in a row, sans Milwaukee who they play in a few weeks. So yeah, this stretch is tough. Then you got Phoenix who's on top in the, the West. I mean, we'll talk about them later. The jazz who always give the wizards fits. So um, it, it's a tough stretch, but like, this is, if you can grind out these games, it's, it's a huge, huge confidence booster when you, you know, you got to win those games. Unfortunately the wizards didn't beat Orlando or Chicago, but like those are the games you have to win to make the playoffs. So hopefully Things get turned around in 2021, and um, I think, you know, it's encouraging now that Rui's back, Davis is healthy. Um, Things are definitely looking up.
1: Yeah, looking at the schedule as a whole here, you know, Chris, you mentioned this may be being the toughest one. There's a West Coast trip that probably compares, but uh, other than that, this is it. Like, this is is the hardest test that um, the Wizards are going to face, and let's say that West Coast is a little bit tougher. This one's more important because it's mostly East Coast or East Conference teams. Um, and I, I think that Philly game will be really interesting to watch because that's kind of the first litmus test that the team will have to judge improvement over a period of time. And while there's been right. you know, a pair of matchups against the Bulls and a pair of matchups against the Magic, those one was back-to-back, one had one day of rest in between. You're essentially seeing the same product uh, two games in a row, and this team feels different than it did uh, on the 23rd when, when the Wizards first played. Sixers and you know we were all we all felt great after after that game, you know, the Wizards didn't come out on top, but there was a lot of reason for optimism and then right after that is when they went into their, their rut against Orlando and Chicago but things feel a little bit different like these last two games that we need to see the team carried some of that momentum and this will be a good comparative opportunity, I think, and these are the games that the Wizards themselves expect to be able to
2: compete in and win i mean when you expect to be a playoff team these are the kind of games that you know that you're going to have to win when you get there and these are the kind of opponents that you're going to have to bring it for 48 minutes and they did that against brooklyn and they saw the result. so i think it's it's hard but there's a i think there's a really good chance with this leadership and the star power and the the depth that the wizards have that's kind of rounding into form um this is you know this is what it's all about. And these are the teams that you know, you're going to have to compete against, you know, you're going to have to beat. And so, yeah, it's, it's good to get this test right out of the gate for, for all intents and purposes and see where you're at, see what you need to work
1: on. All right. Well, it will be an interesting stretch an important stretch. Um, lots of fun to watch at minimum. So uh, it's going to be a really, really exciting week of games. Um, and hopefully we can see the wizards carry on some of the momentum that they've built up over the last two games, and we'll check in again soon. But we go now to an interview with Howell Neto. All right, Howell thank you so much for taking the time and, and joining us. It's it's a pleasure to to have you on. How you doing, man?
3: I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, a little tired from all the traveling and stuff, but uh, doing good in the, in general. Yeah, no, doubt. we've
1: got 2 days without a game here. That's the first time this season we've had that sort of stretch. How are you guys feeling after about what 10, 12 days or so of the season?
3: Yeah, it's the first time and I think it's the only time in a in a long uh in a long way now. Uh, I think we have 17 games in in a month, which is a lot, but um we know the team is feeling good uh, after those two wins. It's it's definitely better than after the first uh five losses, but um, we just kept our composure and uh, we knew that we were playing good. We were playing hard, which is the most important thing. And, and we, not, we knew that the wins were, were going to come. Um, I think those two days would be perfect to uh, get some rest, you know, and, and spend a couple of days at home and, and get ready for the next stretch and uh, keep the focus and, and keep playing well. You mentioned the start a little bit
1: was – what sort of conversations were there before you guys headed out on, on this road trip? Was it really just, you know, hey, we know what we're doing, we have to stick to it? Or was there something that changed behind the scenes that kind of reversed courses for the team?
3: Uh, it was just keep doing what you're doing, you know. I think uh, uh, the losses didn't show how well we were playing. Uh, of course, we, I think, against Chicago, the first game against them, we didn't play great, you um, but all the other games we were playing good basketball. I think uh, unfortunately most of the games at the end we couldn't close. Um, and like I've said before, it's it's a it's a young team, and we are getting to know each other, and we are learning from those from those games. And I think that's what that's what changed. You know, I think we get better every day. Uh, we're gonna keep getting better uh, throughout the season, and uh, we we know that we're gonna be good. We I think the the voices in the locker room were saying let's stick together let's keep playing hard let's not uh put our heads down because because that's the worst thing we can do right now you know after five losses after not playing uh the best we can uh, I think if you put your head down you kind of uh show yourself on the fit you know I think we have to stick together and that's what we are saying and our our vets our leaders mostly uh Russ and and Brad was was keeping us together so um it was good having them on the team and I think from now on um we're gonna keep doing what we're doing.
0: Well I know that you know two wins feels great but you, you know still two and five so what what is really that next step to keep doing what you're doing this with this this tough slate coming up I guess you know starting with you personally like how do you approach a, a tough stretch of games, um, especially after the team? You know, you have momentum, but you still started 0-5. Uh,
3: me personally is just taking day by day, you know, taking every game as, as the last game, basically. Just taking every game to improve, to do better, and to play hard, to compete. I think that's, the, that's what we can control. Uh, we can't be thinking five, six games from now. We have to think about the next game and then about the next game uh we're not a team that can just turn it on and off you know we have to be uh focused the whole time and and we're not a team that it's gonna be okay let's save it for the playoffs we gotta let leave everything on the court every game so I think that's gotta be that's my mentality of course every every player uh take those strats differently but that's my mentality and and that's what I try to to pass throughout the team and, Hey, let's enjoy it. Let's have fun. Let's play game by game and, uh, and do the work. You know, there's nothing else we can control. We just gotta do that. And then the results will come.
2: You've you've played with different, different kinds of stars at different stops in your career in, in, in Utah last year in Philadelphia, this year with Russ and Brad, they, they at least are a little unique. I think in that Russ for sure is just a prolific passer. Um, just as much as he is somebody who can score the basketball brad has taken huge strides to pass her as somebody who gets to share the floor with them um how how has that opened up your game a little bit you know you've gotten to take a lot more three points three point shots this year so far obviously a small sample of seven games but how does playing with two guys that both draw that much attention but are also gifted passers help you when you're on the floor, especially as a new player, kind of getting into the, the rhythm with this group?
3: I mean, it's it's great. I think it just makes the game easier for me, you know. Uh, and there are guys that are, are going to score, but they're also going to take the best shot they can. You know, if somebody's open, they're going to pass the ball. Um, I think most mostly of my trees has been from Brett coming and, like, uh, drawing all the attention on him and kicking out, you know, a lot of my trees that I remember in the last couple games, at least was, uh, from him. And I think, uh, that, that, they got to change my mindset. You know, I'm out there. We know that he's going to be the one, the creator, he's going to be the one to, uh, uh, score and create for others. And I have to be ready for those, for those shots. I think, uh, um, that's, that's how I have to be when he's on the court. And then when, Russ is on the court with me. It's kind of like the same thing, but he's even more a passer. So he's gonna create even more, and I have to be able to cut and to uh, respace and to like find the spot for for him to create for me and for what, for for others. Um, but it's great. Uh, it's great to play with guys like that, and and it just adds to your game.
1: We've seen you already play a bunch of different roles for this team just through the first seven games. You know, you started coming off the bench this season, and then as Russ has sat on on the back end of these back-to-backs, you've, you've filled in for him as, as the starter. And if that's going to be the plan with him this season, then you're going to start a whole bunch more games, and you're going to continue to go back and forth and do both, both as a starting point guard and as a reserve. Does your approach to
3: the game change, depending on which of those roles that you're in? Um, I wouldn't say my approach to the game change. It's just the mindset of the way I play it changed a little bit. And uh, it's, a, it's a working point for me this season because I've never played uh, the two or I never played off off the ball as much as I've been playing this year when uh, when Russ played. But um, just going from point guard to shooting guard and to like have to organize the team, to not have to organize the team, those are the things that I think changed for me. But my approach to the game, it's always... Uh, getting there, be aggressive, make the, the right play and, and play hard defense. I think there's nothing else uh, um, to do on basketball. You know, that's how I think I approach the game. But that mindset, and the, the way that I have to play with Russ um, uh, or without him, that changed a little bit. But um, I think I have to be ready for that. If that's, uh, that's what the team wants for me, that's what coach – one for me, I have to be ready to, to respond and, and, and do my best on those two uh, situations.
0: Speaking of that, I mean, when you signed with the Wizards, Russ wasn't here yet. You know, that trade hadn't happened. I'm sure you went into the year thinking, you know, I, I'm going to be behind John Wall ish smith and i might you know battle for that backup one but how much has your brain just like kind of had to like circle back on all this considering i mean and we know this is going to be your changes no matter what as we were just talking about covid and all that like how much has your mindset changed from like the day you signed to to right now like playing with these guys seeing russ in a wizards uniform especially because you battled him for a long time in the west
3: yeah um i didn't have a chance to meet or work with John because everything happened so fast. We got here and I think even before we start practicing and start, start uh, training camp, the trade happened, so I didn't have the experience with John, but um, I mean, my decision of coming to the Wizards was um, knowing that John was coming back from injury. He's going to have to rest some games and, and then I'm I was going to have an opportunity to play no matter what And when the trade happened, I was kind of worried. Uh, Now Russ is here. Like, I've seen him play all the games in the season and and never getting hurt, you know. And I was like, whoa, now my spot might be uh, different. But um, he's been resting, but it's not what I'm worried about. But I don't think nothing changed. It was just uh, – I'm just glad to have – Russ on the team, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from him until now, and it's just the beginning of the season and, and, uh, playing with him on the court is, is great. I think, uh, I'm, I'm learning from that too and playing a different position. And I think it could be something that going forward in this league, other teams and other people see me as a, uh, a player that it's not only a point guard that I can match with another point guard on the court and, and still, um, still play well. But I think, uh, Nothing really changed because we start training camp with Russ. If he was in the middle of the season, maybe we'll have to have an adjustment, but we started that way. So uh, um, I'm I'm really happy how the team is it's been until now and um and with Russ on the team is being it's been great.
2: What about what about your personal goals going for? I mean, you're you know, you're you're an NBA vet at this point, but you've you've seen a bit of an extended role. Like I said, you've gotten to shoot, I think almost twice as much from deep. Is that part of is that part of your game that you're just constantly trying to work on or and evolve or you know, what have, what is what has been asked of you this year, I guess, that is a little bit different um and taking on a little
3: bit more minutes, a little bit bigger of a role uh with this team so far early in the year? I think just the aggressiveness on the on on the offense end. Um I think to play in this league and to have minutes in this league, you've got to score. Uh there's not a lot of players, of course, defensive players, they are out there to play defense, but there's not a lot of them. Even if you're defensive players, you have to at least shoot the ball well, cause on the offense end, you need to score. Uh, it's a league that um, every team is scoring high numbers of points, uh, 110, 120. That's a lot of points and you have to be able to score. So uh, this is something that I've been working in the past three, four years. Um, I've been in a tough situations in the le- my last four years in the league, you know, just being in a spot that you play sometimes, you don't play. You're not really a role player. You're just a bench player that uh, get minutes when something happens with injuries or somebody's not playing well. And uh, I think my goal is to have a, a solid role um, on a team, you know. And um, until now, that has happened with me, with, with the Wizards. I know – Not uh, all the time is going to be like that. There's going to be games I'm going to play more. There's going to be games that I'm going to play less, maybe not play. But I think just uh, putting all my energy and my focus on getting better and the things I have to do to keep playing and to keep my role in team, which is, like you say, taking those shots and being aggressive on offense is something that I've been been working. And uh, I know I have that. It's more something like mentally – and getting every day on the game and being aggressive, you know, and not passing a three-point shot because uh, that's what they expected from me. You know, I've I've shown on training camp, I've shown on these games that I can shoot, I can score, I can be um, the the head of the offense when Russ and Brad is not on the team. I can um, you know lead the team on court. So I think uh, I gotta be I gotta be ready to do that if I want to keep my uh, my minutes. And and that's what uh, I think my my goal for this season and going forward is as my, as my career goes on.
1: You mentioned Russ's leadership a little bit, and we all see it on the court with his, his competitiveness and the way he's willing to go after guys, whether it's an opponent or a teammate, making sure that they're, you know, playing up to their standards. What have you seen from him behind the scenes that maybe we don't see that, Leads to so many guys talking about how great a leader he is, whether it's coach or teammates. Everybody's always talking about how helpful he is behind the scenes and help elevating everybody around him. What have you seen from him on that front?
3: He's got a lot of energy. I gotta tell you that he's one of the guys that I've been around that has the most energy. No matter it's 8 a.m. after a, a, a flight that we get in New York at 3 a.m., uh, we're getting tests, and his energy is always the same. It's a uh, something it's impressive, but uh, it's it's always great, you know, have the energy around you and he's going to make sure you're doing your job. Uh, I think uh, from the equipment guy to the last guy in the bench to every staff, he's going to make sure you're doing your job and you're doing what you're supposed to do. And in a good way, he's not going to yell at you for no reason, you know, and he's always positive. He's always about uh, working hard and doing your job and knowing what you got to do to help the team. Um, and he's a winner. I mean, he ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. Everybody saw the last, I don't know how many years he's been in the league that he's uh, he's that kind of guy. He's a competitor and, and he will do whatever he has to do to win and uh, to help the teammates. You know, he knows that if he makes his teammates better, his chances uh, are better to win games and to win a championship and to go to the playoffs and to, to be a winner. So he does that. And, um, and that's one of the things that I said that I've, I've been learning from him, you know, um, being kind of a vet in this league, uh, it's always good to be around people like him and to learn and, and he makes everybody better. So um, I'm glad he's with us.
0: Oh, you are from a very large country that we know, from our time with Nene, loves basketball. Um, what is it like right now? You know, hearing from your friends, family, and fans back in Brazil, especially now that you you're you've been playing a lot more with the Wizards than, especially compared to last year. Um, I know in Utah you played more, but you know what's what's it been like? The buzz there?
3: It's been it's been great. Uh, I've been having a lot of people uh, reaching out to me and saying how happy they are that I'm playing, um, and mostly my friends and family those are the people that um, I really pay attention of course there's always other people that uh, send us good vibes good energy and and I appreciate that always um, but just having that the message and and having my people my family my fr- close friends following and, and watching games and texting me after the games and showing how happy they are I think it's uh, it's it's nice you know it's very uh, makes me proud and, and, and makes me happy. I think that's one of my motivations is is that representing my people, representing my family, um, they all played basketball. They all wanted to be my, in my spot right now. And they are all happy for me. So it means a lot. It means a lot for me to be, to be playing, to having this opportunity in the league and uh, being recognized by, by them and by, the whole people in Brazil that follow at the same good vibes and 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 good energy, so um, it's always good. It's always good to have this recognized by by the people there.
2: Speaking of that, just really quickly, you this could be the last one for me, but uh, you you were an Olympian with with Brazil, and um, that's an that's an experience that I think is unique and I think is kind of a pinnacle for any sport, no matter what, no, no matter what you play. Um, what was that experience like in a nutshell? And obviously there is another summer Olympics coming up soon. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Brazil? Um, you know, the state of the, the state of the national team, obviously a hotbed of talent, but i um, looking forward
3: to that uh, as well. What are your thoughts on the country's, um, spot? Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a great team for a long time. Uh, we had great players like Nene that uh, the Wizards people know know him a lot. Uh, Barbosa that I heard he spent some time with the Wizards, but he didn't play because of an injury. Varijão, um, a lot of players that played in this league, and we had a, a, a really good team for a long time, and now we have some young talent coming up, you know, so it's been a transition and I've been part of this transition because I've been playing the national team since I was 18. So I play with all those guys and now I have to kind of uh, lead the, that young squad and, in um, the Olympic, it's a, it's an amazing experience. Uh, I think just being around so many talent, not only basketball wise, but every sport, you know, and see how, how they are good people, see how they take care of their body and, and kind of like, S- learn and, and see from every sport and um being being so close to them it's something that i think uh it's amazing it's one of my best experience as as a basketball player and um and i'm looking forward for that for the olympics this summer we have a good team like i say we have a young team that still got a lot to prove uh we're not qualified yet so we have to play that tournament i think we it's going to be in Croatia or, or tournament and we have to qualify. It's not easy. Um, but I think we have the team, we have players good enough. We have a good coach that we can go fight for this spot. And, um, hopefully I'll be paying, I'll be playing the playoffs and, uh, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to be with the national team, but if I, if I am, I am able, able, I'll, I mean, I would love to play for the national team and, uh, and be part of that. I think it's experience that I'll never want to miss playing the Olympics and, and representing your country. It's, uh, it's something special. But we'll see what happens.
0: Last question for me, Raul, is about your name. So most people probably think your name is Raul. And you've, you've said, like, I accept Raul. I understand. <laughs> what Like, in Portuguese, is that how you pronounce your name? Or is your pronunciation special to you? Uh,
3: no, in, in Portuguese, you pronounce how my name okay, is. So, you so the, how. R, so you the R. Yeah, the R in the beginning of the word is pronounced like a H.
0: Got it. OK, so when when it comes to your name, like when you came, like how many of your teammates through the years have called you Raul versus Raul? <laughs>
3: Uh, You know, it's a lot of people when they ask me and they understand the pronunciation, they call me Raul, which I appreciate. But over the years, like it's hard for me to tell and explain everybody that ask my name. Uh, You know, it's Raul, not Raul because of this and because of that. So uh, when people call me Raul, I just I just let go. I understand that. I mean, I'm in the States. So that's how you pronounce my name here. Uh, if I was in Brazil, then I'll make sure everybody pronounced my name right But um, since I'm here I understand and I, and I accept that. Uh, it's hard for me to explain everybody to ask my name that my name is How and not Raul. Well
1: hey, the PA so, announcer is doing his part to make sure everybody hears it right. I mean if you knock down a three, that guy <laughs> howls like a wolf every single time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's good. that's good. That's his job so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's right.
0: it's it's easy it's a lot easier than Anzage passage neeks so that helps yes
3: exactly there is harder names than than mine but i mean it is what it is and (laughs) i really appreciate when people say my name right that means they care uh if they don't i'm still gonna love them
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we will do our part to to make sure people people are pronouncing it right and getting the word out on on how to do it properly but perfect appreciate it thank you so much for taking the time tonight man this was great we really appreciate it No problem, thank you
3: guys.